Great coaches ask great questions. Days at work are the days when the light bulb goes on for somebody else. Well, hello and welcome to this version and this edition of On It, Not In It, the interview series. Uh, I'm your host, Todd Eppert, and today I'm joined by Kara Bottoms, who is the president and owner of PPA Agency. Kara, thank you so much for joining us today. Would you just like to kick us off with a little bit about yourself and about your business? Yeah, sure thing. Um, my name is Kara Bottoms. Um, I run a full-service marketing agency in Columbus, Ohio. I actually started with the company in 2016 as a graphic designer, and uh, this is actually our 40th year in business. So around the time that I started, our owner was thinking about retiring, and I had aspirations of running a business one day, um, he and I kind of had some conversations. We both found out about these aspirations we, we, each other had, <laughs> and um, he ended up supporting me through my MBA, graduated in uh, May of 2020, so didn't get to go to my graduation ceremony, <laughs> um, but he mentored me for several years to take on this business role. Um, on a personal level, I've married, I've I've got an 18-month-old I actually found out I was pregnant about a month before the sale of the company went through. Um, so that was a wild ride. Uh, I get to throw up and then go get on a call with an attorney. <laughs> and and throw up again, probably. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> straight back to that cycle. Um, so yeah, it's been a wild couple of years. It's it's really fun and, and it's been good for my family. Um, challenging at times as anyone could expect. Um, but overall we've, we've had a really, really good time with it. Awesome. Well, what a great intro. Um, so often on our entrepreneurial podcast, we are talking to the founders in the business and you mm -hmm. are a transition, right? So someone had the yes. business and you bought the business, which is also something that we need to be conscientious of. Uh, it's really awesome that your, uh, your previous owner had that insight when you came in as an intern and was like, Hey, I think this person might be able to take over my business. All right. Mm -hmm. So excellent. Yeah. So, so was there anything, I mean, obviously there was probably a little fear and trepidation when you jumped in, but was there anything that was that spark that said, now is the time that I should buy this business or take over this business or run my own business? Um, yeah, I think the timeline really came down to the tail end of the pandemic. We had to push the sale about six months past our original plan to make sure that everything was good. Um, we Thankfully, we were fortunate enough to not have to lay any on one off over the pandemic. Our business did dip, as most did at that time. Um, but once we started to see things kind of picking back up again, things returning to some sense of normalcy, um, it, it, the timeline made sense and we, we wanted to get it done before I was far enough along in my pregnancy that I had some time to get things set up and ready for my time to be off on maternity leave, um, which I was able to take about eight weeks off at that time. We've got a team of about 12 who are very experienced and many who had been with the company for a long time. So it was a very natural transition. Um, 
Yeah. Does that does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if there was something that really said, okay, I'm an intern. Now I want to be a business owner. Like, was there like something oh. that really lit the fire? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would probably say this was back in college. So I'm I'm a trained graphic designer and went to Kent State University for visual communication design. And about halfway through the program, I was like, man, I really enjoy this. I love it. I'm good at it. Um, but I think I want to do something like I want to add something to it. So I ended up adding a minor in entrepreneurship at Kent State. At the time, I was managing our equestrian team on campus. Um, I'm I'm a horse girl. I've, I've got a horse. And um, I really was enjoying being able to make decisions for the team, organize events, um, take on some of those managerial tasks that other people may not love to do. And it was at that time that I added that minor in entrepreneurship and got my toes just wet enough to know that I needed to know more, <laughs> um, which is where my desire to do the, the MBA came from. Um, so, so it was kind of a natural progression over a series of years um, where the Lord just opened so many doors in my life. Um, and it, it all makes so much sense looking back at how everything happened. Yeah. So, okay. I think I need to start keeping a whiteboard of all of the, the titles we could give you. So we've got <laughs> business owner, graphic uh -huh. designer. We've got mom. Uh, we've yeah. got horse girl. I think you said exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, person of faith. I mean, we've got all these titles we could start to describe you with. So yeah. uh, that is awesome. Thanks for sharing all of that. And so, Here's a question for you. So you, mm -hmm. you jumped in kind of maybe a little bit like, hey, the timing is good. I'm an intern, but this is what I want to do. I like this class in college. Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump in and do this. And you probably had some what I would call perce perceptions of what was going to turn out as a business owner. So what has turned out to be what I would call a misconception? Like you thought it was going to be like this and it turned out to be like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when, when you're somebody's exit plan. Every, every entrepreneur, the end goal is usually some kind of an exit plan. And I was somebody's exit plan. Um, Perry Passant, he was one of the, the founders and the owner at the time. And um, so much respect for Perry. We still get lunch every once in a while. Um, I think I, before the sale happened, I was working in an account manager position, kind of an, an agency director role. So he really gave me runway for about a year to run the business while he was still owning it. Um, I had this idea in my head that I was really going to be my own boss. And it turns out that when you are the boss, your clients all become your boss. <laughs> and you have to do the things that the boss does. So the hard situations, hard conversations with clients, hard conversations with employees, all of those things now fall on you. So while you do have some benefits of a little bit more flexibility in your schedule, you can kind of call the shots on what you want to be doing and when, that doesn't mean that you are off the hook for the actual responsibility part of being an owner and a business leader. Yeah, uh, that's that's a great point. So uh, the buck stops here, right, as it goes. So the customers all come to you, the employees all come to you. Mm -hmm. uh, but now, instead of just, like you said, just be, getting to be a graphic designer and enjoying the work that you do, mm -hmm. uh, you have to take on a whole bunch of different other 
pieces of the role that you probably didn't think how hard that was going to be, right? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. And oh, by the yeah. way, all by the, while raising a, an 18 month old little girl, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. All the other stuff you got going on, right? So, uh, so excellent. Uh, so, okay. So you started as a graphic designer, you guys survived through the pandemic, you get the mm -hmm. transaction done. Now you, you, I think you said you have 12 employees. Is that right? Mm -hmm. uh, 12 team members. So today, um, and before we even got on the podcast, you mentioned that you got a lot of RFPs coming in, so business is growing. That's great. Mm -hmm. What are your challenges right now in the in your space? Yeah, so I, I think a, a big conversation for us right now is um, AI. Nobody has um, nobody has a magic eight ball. <laughs> nobody can to look into the future and see how that's going to change our industry. So we are really trying to get on the the front end of it and see how we can start incorporating AI, not only into our existing workflows, but trying to figure out what new services are gonna be related to this. How can we help discover the value of AI for our clients so that we stay relevant and aren't overtaken by it? Um, that's That's been a big conversation. Another challenge that we're running into right now is uh, ADA compliance, which is awesome that that has become a bigger conversation in our space. Um, website, ADA compliance, um, PDF, optimizing any like designed materials for screen readers and people with visual impairments. Our whole team actually just completed formal ADA training in January. So we're really excited to be able to offer that as a value added service. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, so uh, pandemic interrupted everybody. Now you've got this, yeah. this little industry disruptor called AI. Yeah. Chat GPT, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, yeah. If it were that easy, we would all just be using chat GPT, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so uh, those are things that come along that we don't expect to see happening. There's oftentimes we can be, uh, we can see things coming. Um, I, maybe AI was, you saw it coming, but I think it hit us a lot faster than most of us expected. It did. And the the technology is is pretty good. Yeah. It's it's really good. And it's only going to get better from here. Um, so what, what, what our joke is in the office is um, to... To make it do what you want, you have to tell it exactly what you want it to do. So our jobs are safe for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a pretty much a, an employee, right? To get them to do what you need them to do, you have to tell them exactly what you need them to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not much different than that. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Um, and and I always laugh because AI is hitting everybody's industries, right? And it's how mm -hmm. do you integrate it? You mentioned how you're trying to take some things and put it into your own process and what's it look mm -hmm. like. And maybe you'll get some gains as far as productivity and maybe your folks become, um, you know, like almost like I call it like almost like a machine operator. Like I, I was in the manufacturing yeah. world for a long time. And sure, when CNC machines came along and they could do 15 different jobs in the same machine, instead of having 15 employees, you had one person doing 15 jobs on the same machine, right? And maybe mm -hmm. that's what's coming in your industry and in mine and other industries like that. But um, yeah, and I also, uh, every time I talk on a podcast, it seems like uh, somebody brings up, well, it's a new challenge in the in the industry that I'm in. And um, if we look at all the entrepreneurial business in the world, every new business or new development comes mm -hmm. out of that space of looking at a challenge in the industry instead of a problem right. and saying, oh, we're done, close the doors, right? Yeah. Um, 
You know, I actually want to go back to something that you said a little bit ago about the fact that you were someone else's exit plan mm -hmm. and that most entrepreneurs say, I need an exit plan. But the funny thing is, is not many work on an exit plan yeah. um, intentionally. Have you done anything like that? Have you even thought about what's it look like as, I mean, you've only owned the agency for a couple of years. Have you even thought about yeah. what's that going to look like? Yeah, we're, we just started year three. Um, so we closed the sale in December of 21. Um, honestly, we have not given it that much thought yet. We've um, we've got an SBA 7A loan. So we've got a couple more years to get that paid off. Um, so that's that's kind of where our, our minds are is getting all of our all of our debt finished up and getting that completed before we think of really about an exit plan. But I would say in the next five years, it'll be something to start considering. I don't have any plans in the foreseeable future, but it's good to think about and see what your options are because you never know what life is going to bring your way. Yeah. And that's a great point. And I'm not trying to push you to exit and I'm not trying, oh, yeah. to, <laughs> I'm not trying to give any indications to your yeah. employees that Kara's thinking about selling the business. That's not the <laughs> point. You're right. The point is, is that we, there is no guarantee in the future. We don't know what's coming right. down the pipe. And so having the plan in place and then allowing, you know, then you can choose the timing of when that mm -hmm. plan gets enacted, I think is the right yeah. thing to do for small business owners is to, to think yeah. about that. So, so rather, let's, let's take the exit off the page. What do you think the future holds for the business over the next three to five years? Would you have any strategic plans that you can share without talking anything, you know, uh, industry specific or any IP or anything? Sure. Like yeah. Um, so my, my number one priority is my team. We've got a really great, healthy company culture that I have to credit um, Perry, the former owner, for, for building and maintaining. And as our company grows, the cool thing about that is we get the opportunity to bring more people into this great work environment. So that's, that's definitely priority number one. And then we are also working on expanding our online store capabilities. So... Right now we are running um, an online store. We serve about 700 hotels for a national hotel chain. Um, we're gonna be expanding that service and approaching other organizations who are set up in a corporate franchise type of structure. Um, and that's something that we're gonna be really hitting hard in the next three to five years. Okay, all right, excellent. I appreciate knowing that. Yeah. So you're, are you talking about like, uh, just out of curiosity, are you talking about like a web store or what do you, what, when you're serving a large customer? And if you can't yeah. share that specific with me, then don't, I'm just curious. Yeah. So we, we sell um, brand compliant materials. So everything is um, approved by the corporate entity. And then each franchise location can get on there and order any printed collateral and marketing materials directly from our site. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. So, um, so each individual franchisee makes the decision on what they're buying, but they're getting a very consistent marketing message from the corporate side that you're providing. Yes. And they, they get a really good price on it too. We bulk order a lot of items. So they, it's kind of like a, a group purchasing organization, but in the hospitality space, I know that GPO term is usually used in the medical yeah. space, but we've kind of taken that idea and applied it to marketing. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. All right. So um, as we're, as, as we're finishing up, I got one more question. For yeah. you. That is uh, you've been at this as an owner for three years. 
Mm -hmm. So you're still relatively new, but what you still have great advice to offer. So what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur, maybe somebody that's just getting started in their journey? Yeah, um, this this is so huge. Find a team of people who you can trust, who are professional advisors. Find a good attorney, a good CPA, a good financial advisor. Um, those are the people who are going to have the answers to a lot of the technical and regulatory government paperwork type of things that you'll have to deal with as you're growing. Um, and what you don't want to do is set yourself up for failure from the beginning by missing a, some tax paperwork or setting your business up wrong or missing something that could save you a lot of money in the long run by spending that little bit of extra money right at the beginning. And I know at the beginning, it can be expensive to bring all of those people on board, but if it's something you're serious about and your business has potential and it's growing, um, it's definitely worth the investment and the relationships that you can build. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. Yeah. Professional advisors are important to all of us. Um, and you're right. It's hard to strip that check, uh, but it, it, it is. <laughs> make, you're make, you use the right right word. I think you're, you're making an investment into your future. Um, so excellent. Well, Kara, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your insights. Thank you for meeting with us today. Uh, it was really, truly enjoyable learning about you and your business. And to everyone watching, we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. All right. Thanks so much, Todd. Thanks, Kara. Bye.